Hello, friends, and welcome to the Coastline Baptist Church podcast. We hope this message will equip, encourage, and edify you in your journey of life. We'd love to connect with you. Please email us at info at coastlinecc.org. And for more information about our church and our services, visit coastlinecc.org. Now let's open our hearts and open God's Word. Matthew chapter number two. So we're going to resume and end our study of the Nativity One Holy Night. Um, and how we're going to end this, I think, is very fitting for going into the new year. Um, we're going to talk about two things today. We're going to talk about the star and the wise men. Um, so Matthew chapter number two, verse number one, we'll read verses one through twelve. It says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judah, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east, uh, to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and had come to worship him. When Herod the king heard these things, he was troubled, and all in Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judah, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people, Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when he had found him, bring me word again, and that I may come and worship him also. And when they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And they opened their treasures. They presented him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. Let's pray and uh, we'll get into the, the sermon. Dear Father, Lord, thank you for this day. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to present your word to your people. Lord, thank you for the opportunity for us to gather together and worship you, Lord, and hear from you. Lord, I pray that you be with us. Give us a good um, service this week, Lord. Give us a good year upcoming, Lord. Thank you for this year that passed, God. I just pray that you be with me, anoint the words that I, you give me to speak, Lord, in your name. Amen. So what we're going to look at first, and I think it's interesting, and it's of something we should know, some things that we don't know about the wise men. First off, I know tradition and Christmas carols tell us that there are three wise men, or three kings. We don't know that. Um, we don't even know that they were kings. We don't even know if they were anyone of means. We know that they brought gifts, but uh, we know that... We don't know that they were kings necessarily or wealthy. What we do know is that they are magi. And magi um, is a word that is used to describe people from Persia that are students or philosophers or sorcerers or whatever. So there's some mystery left to who these people are. They don't have names. They're not listed. Some tradition um, tells, tells us that some we know who these people are, but we really don't. It's left a mystery. What God does record about these men is one that they were wise, but also what they did. Often in our Christian journey, it's not about who we are, it's about what we do. God doesn't look over, look down from heaven and decide our fate based off of who we are, or doesn't decide 
his will for us based off of who we are, but off of what we do. And the wise men, their story is recorded not because of who they were, wealthy wise men from the east. It is recorded because they followed a sign. In our lives, we often have signs from heaven. And I know in my life, I can see God working without necessarily it being from scripture that I'm getting direction. That small convicting voice in our conscience, the signs and opening of doors that we just don't understand, it's God working. As we dive through these scriptures, I want to keep that in the back of your mind, that God is always working. When I, anytime I feel like I come up and preach before the church or speak to you, I always stress the fact that God is working in your life. There's nothing that gives us more hope than God is working. There's nothing that should give us more hope than to know that God is working. See, at this point in time, heaven had been silent for 400 years. And these magis were students of the sky. They knew the stars and charted the stars. And they could tell something was just a little bit different. And I feel like sometimes that's us in our lives, right? We feel like life is just happening and we're listless or aimless. And then something constant just is always talking and speaking to us. That's God's working. That's God giving us a sign. So let's dive through these verses. Let's take a look at these signs, what the wise man did, and the lessons we can take from it. First off, let's look at verse number 1 and 2. The Bible says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judah in the days of, king, of Herod the king. And it's too good to note here that we'll pause and talk about Herod for a second. Herod was a cruel king, a dictator, a tyrant. They, uh, history records and refers to him often as King Herod the Bloody King. He killed three of his own sons in a search for power. He was so troubled that these random people showed up asking for a king of the Jews that he uh, authorized genocide throughout Bethlehem and throughout uh, Israel. So he's not a great guy. I mean, that's pretty easy to say. So knowing his reputation, still these wise men, and we'll pick up our verse here, is behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? So obviously Herod's reputation precedes him, but there was a sign so strong, and this is the end of verse 2, for we have seen a star, his star in the east and are come to worship him. <clears throat> so even though the... What I want to note here is the faith of these wise men. In Scripture, before they do anything, records them as wise. Of course, Matthew is doing this retrospectively, talking about them because he knows what they've done. But they come to the bloody King Herod and ask about another king. That's faith. That's faith that rises past just sitting and knowing something is happening to go and do it. And that's what makes these men wise, is they were men of faith. And that's what drives us into wisdom, is by following these signs that God gives us and following that um, by faith. So we'll keep going. The scriptures say here, for we've seen his star in the east, and we are come to worship him. Much like the wise men, when we look, we see signs of God in our life. But it takes a little bit more to find him. Right? So they knew that the star was coming, but they didn't know exactly where to go. Where did they, where did they turn to? to get the information that they need. To finally find God and to know God, they had to go to Scripture. 
In verses number 3 through 6, we'll read, When Herod the king, the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. So this is, this, the news of Christ is so moving. The news of the birth of little baby Jesus is so moving that it upsets the political power in Jerusalem. It troubles them. That's just a free point. We'll move right past that. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes together, he demanded of them where Christ would be born. They said, In Bethlehem of Judah, for thus it is written by the prophet, and thou, Bethlehem of Judah, and this is written by Ezra. It says, In the land of Judah art not thou least of the prince of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. The lesson holds the same. Much like the wise men, like I said, we look and we see signs of God in our life, but it takes scripture for us to find and know God. From the time Christ came into the world, man has needed direction to find him. And the place that we find him in is in his word. We see these signs in our lives, these situations that don't have any answer, but they point us and draw us to Christ like a moth to a flame. God is calling to us in a language that we will understand, and the way we know and find him is only through the scriptures. For the shepherds, the appearing in the field, and God, God calls us in different ways. For the shepherds, it was appearing in a field where they were working, shining around them and declaring his arrival, so much so that it caused fear in them. I love when God is so direct with us. I love when it's just it's like something, the heavens open up and we know exactly what God's doing and saying and working. But for the wise man, the sign was a little different. It wasn't a loud, boisterous sign saying, this is what's going on. This is where you need to go. This is what you need to do. It was just a song. It was just a, a light in the sky that was just a little bit different than everything else was there. No words, no bursting on the scene. Their sign was just a constant star, peculiar enough to stick out, but not dramatic enough for everyone to notice. Just a few men who were students of the sky and the stars. Sometimes the only sign of his presence in our life is a constant shining that we notice, and it's drawing us to him. And it's drawing us to his word. And it's drawing us to learn more about him from his word. Listen, don't, don't just settle for these little signs. Study and search out God in his word. That's one of the lessons here from the wise men is they could only get so far from the natural signs. And God will call to us and speak to us. The Bible says that the, that the heavens declare him and that the earth shows his handiwork. But to know God, to experience God, to taste and see that the Lord is good, it takes his word. That's how we understand his character. That's how we know his passion. That's how we feel his love is through his word. It's important to know in this year upcoming, if you want to know God better, you want to know him closer, you want to have a better relationship with Jesus, you need to be in his word. It's important to find daily time to spend with God in prayer and in his word. In prayer, we tell him who we are. We tell him what we need. In his word, he puts his will in us, his desire in our heart and his knowledge and the knowledge of him in our lives. For the wise men, his entrance was unheralded. It was obscure. He emptied himself and made himself no reputation. Philippians tells us about that. And often we need to go to the scripture and know that. This is what Philippians says. It says, look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of other. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal of God, but made himself of no reputation and took on the form of, the ser of a servant. It was made in the likeness of men. This is a story that we're all getting into, that we're studying and have been studying for the last couple of weeks when he made himself of no reputation and took on the likeness of man. And being found in fashion of man, 
he humbled himself and became obedient unto the death of the cross, even unto the death of the cross, where, uh, wherefore God also highly exalted and gave him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, things in heaven, things in the earth, things around the earth, and all, um, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord, uh, the God the of, uh, to the glory of God the Father. But the reason I bring that up is this all is done. Why does God push us to the scriptures is to get the mind of Christ so we can be like Christ. The scriptures ask us to have the same mind that Christ had, to be made of no reputation, to take on the form of a servant, and to be humble even unto the death of the cross. That's what Christ did for us. He left the glories of heaven and made himself of no reputation. And he calls to us now, uh, oftentimes of no reputation. He's not going to kick down the door. He's not going to break open the hatches. But he asks us to draw nigh to him, and he will draw nigh to us. He asks us to shift our body weight in his direction, and he'll move closer to us and into our hearts. And that's how we experience and know God. We see signs of God everywhere. The prodding of our conscience, the pain of our bodies, the brokenness of our heart, the lack of our fulfillment, the beauty of nature. They're all signs of God, but they drive us to scripture. It's not just enough to experience these tangential experiences and signs of God that we would know him deeper and fuller. It takes his word. So we'll keep moving on here. So we read verses three through six, the signs working together with the word directing us to Jesus. God uses every possible means to communicate with us. The wonders of nature call to us. The promise and prophecies of scripture speak to us. God himself is reaching out to us and helps us. And <clears throat> he wants us to help find the way, the truth, and the life. Let's move on to verses number 7 through 11. We'll read those again. The Bible says, Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired them diligently what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem. And said, go and search diligently for the young child. And when you found him, bring, uh, bring me word again that I may come and worship him. When they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. What I love about this story here is we see this sign, this star that makes them move, gets them up and moving and journeying out farther west to try and find this king uh, of the Jews. They go, to, they go, God takes them to scripture to find out where, and then the star appears again and shows them directly where they need to go. Don't let that, don't miss that in the simplicity that when we go in faith and move where we are at to search for God and find God, he'll give us direction. It's not left just to mystery. God rewards faith. When you step out in faith, God rewards it with clearing up the picture. Don't be content to only see the signs of God. Like I said, taste and see that the Lord is good. We must be wise enough to not only look for God shining in our life, but faithful enough to follow where he leads. Now they got up, they left, and then they found out where he was, and they went. The wise men didn't make the nativity story because they knew it. They made it because they did they didn't make it because they knew the star was different. They made it because they got up, they went, they went to scripture, and then they made it to where Jesus was laying. Absent from Bethlehem, which is funny enough, if King Herod really was that worried about this king of the Jews, he didn't go. 
the scribes and Pharisees that when they were pressed found out where this king of the Jews went, they didn't make the, the story of Bethlehem. They didn't make it there. Knowing only takes us so far. We need to be doers of the word and not hearers only. And one of the great parts of this story, I think, is King Herod demands the wise men come back and tell them so he can go and worship. Obviously, he's lying. But he never finds out where Jesus was. And never they escaped to Egypt, Joseph, Mary, and the baby Jesus. We can't be reliant on others to find Christ for us. We must put our hands to the work to find Christ on our own. God calls to us individually and beckons us to him. The Bible says that Jesus said it himself. If I be lifted up, I will draw all men to myself. But the drawing, the, the work of getting to him must be done by us. Verse 11 and 12 says, um, verse 10 says, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And just to note here a quick point. There should be joy when we see God directing. When God rewards our faith, it's all right to feel happy about that. When we step out in faith, there's a joy that is promised because God will direct us. The wise men worship, I will read verses 11 and 12. It says, and when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, because he was a king, frankincense, because he was divinity, and myrrh for his sacrificial burial. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. The wise men worshipped and departed differently. They literally left different than they came. And don't miss the obvious implication. When we come to and worship with our lives, Christ changes our direction. Amen. If you want things to change in your life, come and worship Christ. If you want things to work out and straighten out, God is calling you to come and worship. God rewards worship with difference. There's a change that happens in us, in our heart, in our mind, in our desires, when we come and sit at the feet of Christ and worship. They brought what they had. When we bring what we have, which often isn't much, the Bible records gold, frankincense, and myrrh. We have no idea the amount, the volume that was brought to him, but they brought what they had, and they worshiped Christ with it. When we bring our lives, when we bring what we have, and worship Christ with us, it changes our direction. God warned them in a dream, and they departed into their country another way. I feel like as we come through this year, God is asking us to go into our next year another way. Maybe God is working on you and working in your heart to change your life and go a different way. The way you do that is by worshiping Christ, coming and sitting at his feet, studying the scriptures, knowing his character, knowing his person is through scripture. And it causes us to change and leave a different way. When we follow the signs God puts in our life, act on where scripture leads, God will direct us on the way we should go. They went out away and they went back into their own country safe. When if they had gone past Herod, they might have left different. Let me tell you this, God will direct you if you follow the signs that he puts in your life, you act on the scriptures, he'll lead you in the way you should go. So as we look at, as a wide glass over the story again, 
It's men of faith following the signs that were put in their life and being cognizant and paying attention to that, having the faith to search out what they meant and then following where God was leading. Would we be a church that do this this next that does this this next year? Follow the signs God puts in our life. Look into the scriptures and direct it, and that will direct our path. Let's pray and we'll be done. Dear our Lord, thank you for this opportunity to speak. Lord, I thank you, God, that you're a God that rewards faith. Lord, we thank you that you don't leave us the same as we are year after year. You're working on us and improving us, Lord. And you're rewarding our faith by changing our hearts, Lord. I pray that you be with us, speak to us, um, Lord, throughout this year, Lord. I pray that you would make signs evident and fruitful, Lord, and that we would see them. I pray that we would follow them to your word, Lord, and, and study your scriptures. And God, I pray that you just direct our paths in your name. Thank you again for listening to the Coastline Baptist Church Podcast. We hope the message was an encouragement to your heart. Please connect with us through our website, coastlinecc.org, or on Facebook or Instagram. Send us a message, send us an email, and we'd love to connect with you. We'd also love if you could visit us for a Sunday morning service. You can find our address on our website, and our services start at 10 a.m. Our mission at Coastline is simply this, to know Jesus deeply and to show Jesus daily. I hope that we've helped you do that in your life today. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.